1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio,
0: 630 CHED. Alright we're going into our fourth hour we may go five time will tell uh, this is oilers now bob Stoffer with you along with Camoon, uh two-thirds of the orders uh play-by-play crew the other guy jack michaels is out at mark Spector's golf tournament he loves being referred to a lot uh cam Moon, one of the two play-by-play voices and our next guest cody cc is stuck with the uh, color analyst of the team that would be yours truly cody it's bob Stoffer. how you doing Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, good. Interesting day. And uh, just think of the last couple of years for yourself on one-year deals and you get yourself a four-year uh, contract with your the Edmonton Oilers. Just a thought on uh, you know, how things have worked out and the opportunity here in Edmonton.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a big thing for us going to free agency was trying to uh, get something with a little bit of term, but at the same time uh, look for a good opportunity For me, and a strong team, I I really uh, think we we found that in the Oilers. A couple of young guys they have uh, with uh, some exceptional talent. I think the the team looks good for the season.
0: Uh, In Toronto two years ago, after spending a number of years in Ottawa, both in junior and in uh, the National Hockey League, but in my mind, I mean, just looking from afar, and I probably saw Pittsburgh play six or seven times, to me, you look like you're playing on a different confidence level maybe in Pittsburgh than you had in a number of years. Is that a fair assessment?
2: Um, yeah. I mean I felt like more more like myself last year, um uh just getting back to how I was playing earlier on in my career. So uh that was a big thing for me. It was just trying to reset while I was in, in Pittsburgh. Uh I mean would have would have loved to uh to to stay there but uh this was a, a tough opportunity to pass up I and mean, uh just looking at the team I was pretty excited when uh I got the call from them.
0: Uh, look, we just had Tyson Berry on the air. He led the NHL in defense scoring. Uh, in junior in Ottawa, you were, a, you know, an offensive defenseman. You had the, the year where you had the 10-goal, 26-point season. I remember uh, Pierre Dorian telling me at one point, you know, the Oilers had reached out Taylor Hall potentially for you at that stage. Edmonton wanted a, a cost control defenseman. Has your game evolved a bit? Like, uh, are you more of a 2 way defenseman maybe now than you were earlier in your career?
2: Um, Yeah, I think earlier on, uh, just with all the offensive talent we had on our blue line in Ottawa, um, tried to uh, uh, kind of evolve a bit more into a two-way game. Um, And then, uh, yeah, just last year, tried to bring a little more offensive back into my game and uh, just trying to to settle in as just a solid two-way defenseman. Uh, You've played with
0: some pretty good players, (laughs) to say the least, in Ottawa, (laughs) in Toronto, in Pittsburgh. And so it is now you're in Edmonton. Just your thoughts on playing on a team that's got the last two uh, Hart Trophy winners. And dare I say, uh, and and I've been watching the the game for about 50 years, I don't think we've ever seen a player this physically advanced on the ice as Connor McDavid is. Uh, Just a thought to maybe, you know... Practicing the great Oilers teams of the 80s, Wayne Gretzky will tell you, we got better because we practiced and played with the best. And you're going to get an opportunity to do that here at Edmonton with Connor and Leon.
2: Yeah, I mean, I for sure felt that uh, the last two years, um, getting a chance to, to play with a guy like Matthews and Marner, um, just just seeing how hard they work and uh, all the time they put in. And then again, last year with guys like Sid, you know, Latang, I mean, uh, just being around them all the time, uh, you realize they're, they're not that good by accident. These guys work super hard. So I had a chance to play with uh, McDavid over in, uh, in Russia a few years ago at World Championships. Um, exceptional player, really hard to play against. So excited to be on his team as well as dry set him. He's, uh, he's putting up insane numbers every year. So it's uh, be cool to play. Uh, these guys, these
0: guys too. We're joined right now by Cody Cece, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, Cody, uh, did Ken Holland or Dave Tippett have any discussion about who you'd be potentially paired with? I know uh, last season Tyson Berry probably played about sixty-five percent of his time with Darnell Nurse five-e-five. Uh, is there perhaps a potential pairing with Duncan Keith?
2: Um, yeah, I mean uh, they, they talked to me earlier today. Uh, they said we'll figure it out a little. Um, a little closer to the season uh, throughout training camp and whatnot, I'll we'll play around a little bit. But yeah, they did. Uh, they did mention that, and uh, I mean that'd be pretty cool to, to get a chance to play with them.
0: All right, uh, what's the what's the timeline look like for you? You're gonna you're obviously back skating and training as we speak. Um, we're looking at I think uh, September 22nd for training camp. Would you roll into Edmonton sometime in, S- in September for? Uh, uh you know the captain skates and that sort of thing
2: um yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking i think i'll be down there early september i'm um, just trying to get a, a feel for the dressing room meet all the guys and just get a just get a head start on the season
0: all right uh i got uh one more for you i'm gonna get you to put your scouting hat on because you've played against this guy and you played with this guy what are the emerson letters getting in zach hyman
2: yeah he's just a, a guy that works hard every single day and um Works up and down the the full rink, very responsible defensively, but he's uh, he can put the puck in the net too. So I mean, he's just a he's just a full package, and uh, really enjoyed playing with him. And exceptional guy.
0: Cody, uh, thank you for joining us here on Oilers Now, and we look forward. Uh, well, if we're back on the plane this year. We'll see you on the plane. But uh, thanks for your time. All right, sounds good. Thank you. You bet. That is Cody Cc. Now, the Edmonton is a four-year deal. You heard him say it. Uh, the term length was important to him and looking for a little bit of security. And the Oilers making a fair amount of moves. We're going to bring Cam Moon back in, and he's going to carry it, not necessarily with some updates, but just some thoughts. You've heard Barry. You've heard C.C. What do you think?
3: Well, they both sound extremely excited to get here, which is outstanding. I mean... Tyson played here last season, so he knows exactly what it's all about and had a lot of success here. So, of course, uh, he's going to want to come back and be a part of, of what was you know, a very successful team in the regular season. Unfortunately, he didn't uh, have that success in the playoffs. Cody Cece sounds like he's excited to come here too. And that's important. Like You want to have guys with the right mindset coming in, uh, not settling or whatever the case may be or or just watching the the uh the musical chairs that is the free agent frenzy and then worried about maybe being on the outside looking in and then just signing whatever this this isn't the case here Uh, a guy like cc wants to come here Tyson Berry wants to come here. Once, if we talk to Zach Hyman today, I, I'm sure he wants to come here. Otherwise, he wouldn't have signed the deal. But that—that's when you have guys with that type of mindset coming in, that sets you up for success. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll be.
0: You know, I, I'm gonna we'll get a little bit of a different uh, fan vibe coming up here if David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. After we take a three-minute break, you're listening to orders Now. It's 115 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Free agent frenzy. We've just heard from both Tyson Berry and Cody Ceci in the last half hour of this show. If you're just joining us at this time, here's Cam Moon with the update on the Oilers moves.
3: Tyson Berry re-signing with the Oilers three years, $4.5 million. Cody Cece, four years at $3.25 million. Zach Hyman reportedly seven years at five and a half. million. A trade earlier, Ethan Baer going to Carolina, Warren Fogle coming back the other way, a forward. Oilers have
0: roughly $4 million or so, not including the LTIR on Clefbop. We'll see what Edmonton does. Can they get in on a goalie? Are we looking at a third-line center? We shall see. We'll go to our winners now. Headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Bob, I'm, I'm pumped today.
1: I'm excited. So there, I haven't seen this much activity. Maybe it's just because I'm a newsman, but I haven't seen this much activity with the Oilers in a long time. This is one of the most consequential days in Oilers franchise history with all of these moves. Just huge.
0: All right. So word seeped out last night on both Barry and Cece, which lent itself to the possibility that uh, Tyson, or uh, Ethan Bear would ultimately be moved. He has for Warren Fogle, a player that's got pretty decent analytics himself. Give me your overall perspective on what's transpired here, and of course Zach Hyman's part of that equation as well.
1: Uh, well, uh, the Oilers have the most exciting and strongest group of forwards they've had since the, uh, 1990, 1990. One maybe 1990. This is a a great group of forwards, and it's a deep group of forwards. Um, the top two lines. I don't know if there's a an NHL team right now that has better top two lines. Than the Edmonton Oilers going into next season. I mean, Hyman, McDavid, Pulley, and then the dynamite line: Nugent-Hopkins, Dry, Settle, and Yamamoto. And then on the on the third and fourth lines, uh, Fogel's a huge upgrade. You got Josh Archibald. You have um, Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway pushing hard. Zach Cassian, and there's a you know I'm expecting the owners will bring in a, a veteran uh, third line center. So, Bob, this is just, it's different than what we've seen in past years. The Hyman, it, you know, I, like so many Euler fans, we've we have all been burnt by, you know, in terms of our uh, affection for the team by long-term contracts that didn't pan out, and I won't get into the long list right now. So the, my initial reaction was negative about that because I feared uh, the same thing. But, you know, the, the idea that you got to win in the McDavid window is a very solid argument, a solid idea, and Hyman does that the orders then on defense were hit hard uh, by the loss of Adam Larson you just don't replace Adam Larson easily it's a huge loss Um, just a really tough thing for this team trying to win in the playoffs right now so Ken Holland was left scrambling and his solution was to bring in bring back Tyson Berry bring in Cody Ceci and um, trade Ethan Barr. so I'm worried I'm I'm worried about how this group is going to do defensively I'm excited that they have some really strong puck movers in Tyson Berry and Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard's going to be a big part of this team. If he develops fast, that changes things a lot. My concern with Cody Ceci, he, he actually, one of the weirdest stats I saw today was, uh, in terms of even strength scoring this past year, Cody Ceci ranked 40th for NHL D-man. So, so that's, that's outstanding. Uh, just one year, and uh, you can only put so much weight in that, but Cody Ceci had a good year move in the puck, it looks like. And from all reports, he did well in Pittsburgh as a third pairing d-man so the, the oiler's bet is that he for a, for a year or two until bouchard's ready to move up in the lineup that cody cc can step up and give something of the defensive play that adam larson gave and um i don't know i can't say i hope i hope it works out I'm, i got some worries about that
0: do you think, you know, the Oilers had a good run in the 2015 draft in rounds 4, 5, and 6? Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear, John Marino. Now Marino was never going to sign here once Pete was uh removed as general manager. Um is it easier for the Oilers to move along from Jones and Bear who uh, you know, panned out as 4th and 5th round picks because they have Bouchard, Broberg, and Samarukov? Yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: whatever you and i think about caleb jones's and ethan bears potential and and there's a lot of varying opinion on that and i actually think ethan bear has a has a pretty good shot at being a top four d-man of all you know that's a hard thing for a lot of fans to accept that said and you know if things don't work out let's say with cody cc and um, um even tyson berry there's the fact that they have players like evan bouchard philip broberry and dimitri samarukov i think enabled the oilers on a certain level to move out jones and bear the cupboard's not bear there there's these there's these three prospects who are all better prospects i think than either jones or bear um at this point um ethan bear has got a a good chance of being top four but so do all of you know bouchard and broberry have top Pairing potential. Sam Marukov is a, a solid uh, bet for top four down the road. He played that well in Moscow this year. He took such a big leap in, in terms of his play that I think it did enable that. And I mean, the Oilers' coaches watched these players, Jones and Bear, for two years. They saw what they were and they made the decision that they didn't see enough in those players uh, to uh, stick with them um, right now. So I put some weight in that. And what the, you know, the Orders coaches know these players better than anybody else. They know how they're developing and what to expect of them. So I'm not thrilled with Ethan Bear moving out. I, I like the player a lot. But, uh, you know, interesting. Lee, Bob, I we did a fan poll, just did a Cult of yeah. Hockey fan poll on this trade and I was expecting a huge negative reaction from Oilers fans, but it's turning out right now that um, 56% of Oilers fans thought the Oilers won the trade getting Fogel. So that's a surprise for me. Um Ethan Bear ha- there's a lot of love for Ethan Bear in this there town. Is. Make no mistake about that. People are, are fanatical about that player. The people who especially the people, you know, the that really love him, they really love Ethan Bear. And they're they're hurting today and I get it. But um, there's, there's an understanding that Fogle helps the orders where they need some help at forward and um, an idea that, that this trade might not be so bad for Edmonton.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting. That that's the, I wonder whether or not that has actually swung as the day has gone on. You've had guys like Tom Lucian of the Athletics suggest, hey, this trade's way closer than people think. Um, and I think fogel has got a higher upside. I mean, I know Chris Knobloch is like, Bob, this guy doesn't cheat for offense. And he takes the puck to the net hard. That's why he draws so many calls. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that can play in any one of your three left wing spots. And he was kind of pushed down a little bit in Carolina. The defensive situation is definitely interesting. David, what should the Oilers prioritize if possible? Third line center or goal? If they Goal. Can. Goal? Goal. Yeah, but, this, you know, the motto of the orders right now, you know,
1: the company line is, we're all in. Like, this is the window. The time is now to win. That's clearly what they're doing, you know, in, in bringing in a veteran like uh, CeCe over uh, Ethan Bear, and uh, signing Zach Hyman and the other moves they're making. So if you are all in right now, it, it seems to me that placing all of your eggs in the basket of Mike Smith, as well as he played last year, and I'm, I like that contract, uh, and Mikko Koskinen, who, who was good a year, two years ago, but not so good last year. That's a pretty iffy bet. If you want to win the Stanley Cup, I think you're going to need to upgrade in that. And it could be now. It could be at the trading deadline. Um, but I, it would be great. And we'll see what happens in Seattle. They made the trade. You know, they signed Grubar. Could they possibly be looking to move Dreger? I mean, that would be would I, no odd. No way. No way. You and I'll tell you so. why.
0: They're not going to move any of those six guys that they brought in for the first photo op in Seattle. Those six guys, Alexiec Alexiak, Tana, those guys, um, those six guys, they're not trading. And Dreger was one of those guys makes sense from a marketing point of view. I just wonder
1: how happy Dredger's going to be <laughs> now that he's the backup goalie again behind a big goalie on a big contract like he was in Florida. Can't imagine he's too pleased, but, uh, that you know, I just, it, and it's going to be hard. Like, Linus Olmark, it's hard to, like, you, you, I'd have to think Colorado's going to be on him in on him, so it's going to be difficult to, to identify and get that goalie at this point is the problem, but that's what I would prefer they do. I think that's the priority. But the third line center is, you know, in terms of a core 12 position, which is the top two lines, top 4D goalie, and the third-line center. Third-line center is a core 12 position. It's also a priority, so and I do think the orders will move on that for sure. I, I just hope they can do something in net as well.
0: Uh, David, just on the goaltending, do you know what the, uh, where the orders ranked in save percentage last year in the NHL? I think you said 8th uh, yesterday, I heard. Yeah, 7th. Yeah. Tied for 7th with Florida at nineteen. Yeah, not bad, eh? You know? I'll be so Mike Smith was great, Bob,
1: but and, and we've seen older goalies. Once they've had one great year at age 38, 39, some of these guys have two or three great years, which is why I favor the Mike Smith contract. I think it's a really good idea. And the Oilers have good players coming up in Skinner and Connevalov, but nonetheless, if you are going to compete for the Cup, you might want to cover yourself. Could they trade for Kemper still? I mean, that would be another option. So there's different things they might consider. I'm, I mean, I'm not an insider, so I don't know, but I, I just think that might be an area you need to address
0: bottom line overall breadth of feelings you're getting from Oilers fans today David uh, there's excitement
1: uh, and trepidation mixed together and I, I'm going to say the excitement right now outweighs the trepidation but both are definitely there thanks for your time David thanks Bob good from, talking to you Yep, yeah,
0: from the cult of hockey that is David Staples it's 126 in Edmonton uh Cam Moon, we're gonna get him to jump back in. Any developments over the course of the last uh twenty minutes with any other NHL organizations?
3: Trevor Lewis going to Calgary, one year by eight hundred thousand, David Camp to Toronto, two by one and a half. Uh Curtis Gabriel to Toronto, one by seven fifty. That's what I've got for recents. You know, um
0: there is a guy that the Red Wings organization had for a couple of years. It's plenty tough. He okay. can play both defense and forward.
3: You're looking to add some toughness, are you? Well, McElrath. Oh, you love McElrath. Former Moose Jaw Warrior. He and was a tough customer. Though. He was a tough customer.
0: More 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 so an Heller but uh, we'll wait and see there. <laughs> 127 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Frank Valley. when we return on Oilers Now.